Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're winding down, getting ready for the MW2 season to start. We're going to talk about, obviously, the big news of the past week, Scump's announced retirement, uh, talk about some awards that people are up for, MW2, the game as a whole, our thoughts on it, and some of the news, the GAs that are going down and stuff like that. And then at the end, we're going to talk about Brock and I's updated top 10 players list of all time heading into the MW2 season, which could see some changes by the end of it if some more players that are currently uh, towards the bottom of the list or on the list end up winning rings. So we're going to talk about our top 10 players of all time as well as some honorable mentions. Maybe going to be a little bit shorter of an episode today as we get ourselves geared and prepare for the long episodes that will come during the season. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and uh, drop a follow, drop a five-star review on the audio platforms. But before we get into any of that, Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, we're doing good on this fine Wednesday evening in Wisconsin. You know, last week it was about forty degrees. This week it's about sixty-five degrees. You know, bipolar <laughs> weather. You could you could tell. You could say. And well, let's let's jump into these topics. All right. So first of all, before we get into that, we also I know Brock noticed this too. Last week's podcast performed extremely well. There was a lot of support on it. Yes. Um, had a ton of likes. Broke a thousand views. Had a bunch of new subs. Um. Like something like thirty new subscribers and stuff, which is yep pretty good amount for us here. So I mean, and it's it's the off season. It's it's not a time, and we understand that it's not a time that a lot of people are really into the CDL. I mean, people are getting into COD at this time because obviously the new game just dropped. Um, but CDL wise and competitive wise, it's a pretty dry time of year. Season still hasn't started. Roster news is kind of over. So the fact that you guys showed that much support was pretty crazy. So we both want to thank you for that. Yes, we appreciate it. All right, now let's jump into it. News first thing. Sad, sad, sad news. It's a few days old now, but sad news for the competitive scene. Um, whether you're a fan of his team or him or not, it's sad news for the competitive scene as a whole. Um, Scump announced this will be his final year competing. There was a fantastically made video um, that they released yep. of him like walking around, like reminiscing on his career, and then like a more detailed video of him explaining what's going on. But basically announced this is gonna be the last ride, the last year of him competing. So sad news for the for the competitive scene and COD scene as a whole. Yes, you know, I don't really, I don't want Scump to retire because I, I basically grew up watching him ever since like Black Ops Two, Black Ops Three era. So you know, I just, I really don't want him to, to see him go. But obviously, he wants to do other things and just play Call of Duty all day and stuff. And maybe he lost some of the passion potentially. Yeah, and I mean, he has a unique perspective. I feel like as a competitor because he played through the golden era at the top, mm-hmm. like. He's been competing since what? Like, I mean, I know he won his first. He went to his first event in Black Ops One. I think it was NW3, he it. wasn't it? His first like started competing. His, I know his first. Well, MW Three came after Black Ops One, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's. I know his first land was like MLG Dallas and Black Ops One, and he played with Aches and TP, and they won it. Oh yeah, yep. his first ever land. So like, he played in Black Ops One, then plays in MW Three, two games that are considered definitely part of the Golden Age. Then he, you know, plays in black ops 2 and the jetpack era where he won so much like he played through the golden era of call of duty mm-hmm. and now he's had really every cod since mw i mean he liked cold war a lot but like there's been a lot of bad cods since yeah he exited not as good as the old era. ones so like say. yeah i'm surprised he lasted this long it's like he's got to be getting burned out and like he said like i mean we got to thank him in the competitive scene for sticking around so long because like he could have easily left during the Fortnite wave when it was the biggest game in the world like ever mm-hmm. and blow he would have blown up on twitch playing fortnite he'd be at the level of like nick Merckx and those guys right now if he had done that yeah, yeah he's he's a good old computer 
competitive person. And he did say it was like his thirteenth. This will be his thirteenth year competing, which is it's a lot of years. Yeah, a lot of time putting in. He just got engaged, probably ready to just move on to a new stage of life. To be honest, yeah, that's what probably it is for sure. And like, I gotta also imagine like the whole like content. He's it's not like he's like going into content either. Like I feel like for some players, it's probably a little scary that haven't done as much content. To just mm-hmm. like abandon the only lifestyle they know of competitive since they were fifteen and like go in and be a content creator but he knows everything that it takes to be a content creator and he's good at it like it's not yeah, a question mark for him he knows he's going to be successful because he's got a huge brand and he's good at content creation yeah and he's done it before just not, not as much recently but i'm just yeah, there's not as much fear of the unknown yeah like, he knows what's coming and he's gonna kill it and i feel like it's just i I actually i mean this has got to be a fact it's got to be a lot less stressful to go into oh. the content creation game especially because like we said he's got an audience that's just waiting for him Yep, it's way less stressful to just make content than it is to be competing and going over stuff and practicing eight hours a day and just like the stress that comes with competing if you're not performing and all that. Like content is just going to be probably a much more relaxed lifestyle for him. Yeah, which he probably, I think he needs, but he won't say it. Yeah, because it's, I mean, he's been carrying the Call of Duty competitive seat on his back since he basically joined it. Basically since Black Ops 2 for sure when the content started to blow up, he's been carrying the seat on his back. Yeah uh putting out like full he was basically a full-time content creator and uh competitor for how many years like yep really until like maybe iw ish because he was still like basically creating content full-time through like black ops 3 yeah he uploaded a, a lot of youtube videos and such yeah so he's he's full-time creating and full-time competing that's enough or one of those things is enough for one person yeah either being a full-time competitor or a full-time content creator is enough for one person and he was doing both full-time so absurd he did say however though on his stream if they win every single event he'll come back next year so i think we almost have to cheer for optic to win every single event so that way the viewership stays up and yeah he comes back <laughs> i i will i don't think it's realistic really no if, if i had to pick one i want him to win champs to go on top yeah i mean i don't think it's realistic that anybody will win every tournament this year that's yeah like that's never happened it's like not it's just like not possible especially with the how fluky the games are now with squad spawns and everything yeah. how hard the games are to control it's pretty hard to be perfect and i just there's just no way that they win every event but it would be pretty cool if he decided to um come back because they win every event that'd be kind of cool uh might make for kind of a boring year if optic wins every event though yeah <laughs> uh optic, will say, <laughs> yeah and i will say like some people i don't know if like there's like a weird probably sector of haters out there that are like of course he had to announce his last year to get attention or something but i i'm kind of glad he did because like yep. it, i feel like it's better than going into this year and like it sounds bad like that we wouldn't appreciate an all-time great i mean people do it in sports all the time like a player all of a sudden retires and you don't appreciate him that's why i liked when like kobe we knew he was going to retire and like you kind of like extra appreciate it. it's sad that it takes a player telling you they're going to be done for people to appreciate it yeah um but like i liked when we knew that that was kobe's last game so the whole world turned and like tuned into the game and like you could really just appreciate watching kobe one last time and like i I like that for scump he's one of the all-time greats and like i like that we know it's his last year so like we won't take it for granted we'll be able to watch like the crowd go crazy and everything and if we go to an event this year we'll be able to like take it one more time like the most popular player of all time Mm -hmm. just gonna take that in and like appreciate his final year yeah a lot of more eyes will be on him for his last year for sure yeah, I think I think you and I are going to have to head to champs this year. We were planning on maybe going to like Toronto or Dallas for one of the events. I think we might have to change our plans and make it the champs yeah. for his last champs. Might have to since that 
video came out. <laughs> yeah, but overall, we wish Scump nothing but the best after competing. Selfishly, um, for the entire CDL, we wish he was never going to leave because he just brings in all the eyes. Yeah. Um, Legendary career, though. But yeah, and he's going to be successful. I'm sure we'll see him around because he seems like a guy that would help out the CDL after his days of playing and he'll probably yep. be doing watch parties and appearing on the desk and all that stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the desk, some people are up for esports awards. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't exactly see when the esports awards were occurring, but I saw that we in the COD community had some people up and, you know, the COD community, especially on Twitter, tends to win a lot of votes or tends to win a lot of like voting contests. So I'm trying to look. You can vote here. They were announced on the 27th. I don't see a date on here yet. I'm sure there's a date on the website, but I'm not going to go through and look at that. Um, Yeah. But people that were announced, Chance is up for Color Caster of the Year. Miles is up for Play by Play. Alley Cat and Nameless are both up for Analyst of the Year. Um, So in terms of people on the desk, all deserving. Um, Nameless has been up a lot of times. I don't believe he's ever won, but he's been up for like a few years in a row. Um, It's his year. He gets his one. I think Miles did Miles win last year. I'm pretty sure he did. I think he did win. I don't think Chance has won though yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I Chance. Be mistaken. I don't think he has either, but Chance fully deserves it. I hope he wins it. Um, yeah, Chance has grown on me actually a lot. Like when I first heard him, the first time I remember hearing him is like Black Ops Three, and I wasn't a huge fan. But now, I mean, I think he's maybe the best in the business. That's why I think he should win this award. Same, um, obviously, I, I, Merc is up there too. But I know Maven and Miles have both won play by play. So, yeah, chances year, maybe. Hopefully, hopefully it's all their year. Hopefully, Miles. It'd be kind of cool to see Allie win her first year as an analyst. Yeah, that'd be cool, actually. It'd be pretty cool, too, because I don't know. I mean, this could be a pretty, like, ignorant statement, too. But for women in esports, I don't know. In COD, women in esports haven't been too prevalent. Like, we've had Katie Bedford on the desk in, like, the CWL era. And then, like, Lottie was on it a little bit. And now Allie. But overall, like... I, other esports might be different but there haven't been like most of the um women that have been on like the cod desk or casting and stuff have been like host style like katie or lottie i'm pretty sure unless i'm missing somebody ally is like the first female analyst on the desk um, and i thought she did a great job this year so i think so yeah. cool to see her win yeah she did a really good job for first year yeah i mean that'd be kind of cool to see her win and nameless as well and then or other awards for players uh, or teams. Controller Player of the Year nominees, Kenny and Selium are up for that, as well as Formal. and te- Not technically COD anymore, but he's still kind of one of our own. And then Controller mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year nominee, Pred. Uh, I don't know too much about the other nominees, but Pred seems very deserving. And then Team of the Year nominee for Esports Team of the Year, uh, LA Thieves. Obviously, the team from COD that should be nominated for this past year with two chips yep. and a world championship. Back to back, to back basically. Yeah, I... For some reason, I doubt LA Thieves will win it just because of how big other esports tend to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see like formal win controller player of the year, considering he came back to another esport and won a world championship. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, he might win that because how, how typical that was. Yeah. And like Kenny and Selium makes sense too. Kenny is the world champ MVP, and then Selium is the regular season MVP. So those two yep. make a lot of sense too. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not Pred. Sib has a chance maybe for controller rookie of the year. I don't think he was a nominee. I'm pretty sure it was only Pred. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> I think Pred was the only nominee that I saw from COD. It was just oh. Kenny Selim and Formal for controller player of the year, and then Pred for rookie, Thieves for team of the year, and then all those uh commentators and analysts. 
I don't think Sib was a nominee though, but Pred would make sense too because he was rookie of the year. Oh yeah. So I'm assuming it probably takes like the rookie of the year from every controller esport, and then just yeah, pits them against that, each that other in the popularity though. contest. Yeah. Which I don't even know what other probably like a Halo rookie, a Rocket League rookie, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it would be, but <laughs> I'm looking at the other names on here. I honestly don't recognize a single one. I'm gonna be honest. Besides, I feel like I've heard of Bound. See, maybe a Rocket League player. That might sound. Some of you are probably a huge Bound fan and watch the esport and know who he is. Bound. And I just sound stupid. Is that a, is that a Halo? It is, actually, you're right. You're right. I'm pretty sure he is a Halo player. It might be Halo. Because I'm looking at. Here it is. Council rookie of the year. I see Pred. I'm not sure who this is. Yeah, I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, bounds on cloud nine. Yeah, that's a Halo player for sure. I'm like 99% sure that's a Halo player. Yeah. Yeah, Halo Pro. So that would be the only two I know, but obviously. So one of these guys could have had like the greatest rookie season of all time, and you and I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> he could have had like could have won a world championship. Like in... I know he didn't obviously win Halo, but I mean, one of these guys could have won the Rocket League World Championship, and you and I don't have that much knowledge in that space, so we might just be like thinking Pred deserves it, and he doesn't even yeah. come close. <laughs> yep. Let's go with that. Yeah. All right. MW2 stuff. Some other news. We'll go with this one first. Scumpadashi. This is kind of cool. They yeah, were in a Mountain was... Dew commercial with Clay Thompson. That was uh, dope. Yeah. Kind of a cool crossover. It's just like a short little commercial, but I was like, eh, it's kind of cool to see mm-hmm. stars in esports meeting up with a superstar defending champ, Clay Thompson in basketball. That was kind of a cool commercial to see. Yeah. Uh, Dashi said he's a third Splash Brother now. <laughs> yeah, and he's all, he's like a huge Steph fan, so that was probably cool for him. Yeah, he, he like really likes the Warriors, and yeah, I would that's, be. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. I mean, you and I are both big NBA NFL fans, so yep, pretty cool to see an esports crossover with the NBA like that. Um, then MW two stuff, some weapons apparently. Um. You can take this how you want. I think you know how Brock and I are going to take this, but some weapons in MW2 have up to 29 underbarrels, uh, so like grips and stuff like that, uh, and 18 muzzles. That just way, way too much. I like, I just don't understand who the audience for that is. Because, uh, like, with the way COD's going, they seem to be like trying to cater to the casual so much. Mm hmm. Uh, but what the, and it would defuse them though. I would feel like a hundred percent. Like they seemed like with the no red dots in the mini map and making the maps just chaotic, so they're random, and the spawns yeah. chaotic, so they're random. Like they're trying to cater to the casuals in so many ways. But like to me, if I was a just a very casual player, didn't watch competitive, didn't know anything, just you know, hop on for my one hour of COD a week to just have some fun with my friends, I would think that the like older COD, like COD four, Black Ops one, Black Ops two style of just I get a red dot. Or like MW three style, I get a a sight and a one attachment. Yeah, and it clearly says, "Hey, if you put on a four grip, it reduces the weapon's recoil. If you put on a quick draw, you'll aim down your sight faster." Like, and just one attachment, it just like to, as a casual player and somebody that didn't want to spend a bunch of time trying to learn what was good, I would just want like a couple options for each thing, not twenty nine different under barrels. Have it as straightforward. Cause I, I'm confused with what all these do and. Apparently, attachments, no attachments on a gun is better than attachments. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know about you, but I like, even dating back to Black Ops 4, this is how it was. I don't like the whole like adding this onto your gun 
adds like some statistics to this, but takes away from others. I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's like because you really never really know like what to use like really. Well, and you never like, know if the good is outweighing the bad on certain things. Like you'll put on a grip and it'll yeah. say it helps your recoil control, but it hurts your aim down sight speed. And I'm like, yeah. well, I do want less recoil, but like if I aim in super slow, is it worth it? Like I liked when it was just simple, like quick draw. All quick draw did was make you aim in faster. No negatives, no more positives yeah. or grip. All grip did was it made you have a steadier shot, not as much recoil, no negatives. Like, why can't we just have simple attachments like that? Yeah. Also, on snipers, I wish if you put an extended mag on it, you just wouldn't lose aim down sight time for some reason. Yeah. Or like the reload speed, like it takes twice as long to reload. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand like why it has to be so complicated. Yeah, they can overcomplicate it than they should. Of like you could legitimately spend the entire like if you don't look up class setups from like the pros or anything you could literally spend an entire year the entire year trying to figure out what the best class is and maybe never actually find what the best yeah. one is yeah that is that is true there's so many attachments and you and i are about as competitive as it would come like we were about as into the competitive scene and in tune with the competitive scene of people as you can find out there and we don't like it and yeah. i know for a fact that the casual player cannot like having this many attachments to go through because i i know for a fact that if i was a person who wasn't that into cod but you know just like to play it every once in a while for fun i don't want to log on and see f like over 80 different attachments for a gun mm -hmm. i'm gonna be confused it's gonna overwhelm me and it's gonna actually turn me off from wanting to play the game because i don't want to yeah. learn all that if i'm just playing for fun every once in a while yeah you're just gonna spend like a lot of time creating class when stuff doesn't other than playing the game the funny thing i think of is like as weird as it sounds like I think of like my dad. My dad doesn't really play video games. You know, he played like the occasional like Madden or something and it's like yeah. not like ever anything like that. Like I can't imagine like I was like trying to teach my dad how to play COD and I would like show him like Black Ops One. I mean he would suck, but like he'd be like, Okay, I put on this red dot site and I put on a grip that helps me shoot straighter. And like I feel like he could understand that and like play it. But if I shoved him into MW two and showed him the class and had him try to set up a class, he would be completely lost. Yeah. Like it's pretty straightforward. Oh, just put a red dot sight on and then go shoot. Like people can understand. Anybody can understand that. Yeah. These attachments, though, they make it way too complicated. I can yeah. barely figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We also have GA stuff and like new stuff inside of NW2 to talk about. But first, now that we just talked about so many negatives, I saw a CDL Intel post. What are three things that you think are good about MW2 in its current state, and three things that are bad? So let's do it, Brock. Let's start. Um, let's start with the let's start with the bad. Let's get the bad out of the way, then let's talk positive about the game. Let's just let's go over the bad quick. All right, the the bad number one for me, the no red dots on the mini map. Yeah, mm -hmm. we need it. <laughs> Please, I actually did put that in mind. I kind of forgot, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you want me to go through all three of them? Yeah, real quick? go through yours quick. Um, well, speaking of the attachments, I said guns have way too many attachments on them. Yep. 100%. And the sound horn in the game is so egregious without, if you don't have dead silence on. Yeah. And there's no ninja perks, so it's kind of, you know, can't like crab, crab walking around the whole map, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had only one match with you, which is kind of funny, because I fully agree with every single one you said. I, I agree with all of them. The no red dots, sound whoring. Um, and the million attachments are all bad things to me as well. The one I matched with you was the audio in the game. Yep. I think the game relies way too much on sound horning and audio. And my favorite mode 
will always be search and destroy just because of the strategy it has. And I feel like you can't even play real search and destroy with audio in this game because you have to wait for dead silence to make a play. Like I don't feel confident ever going to make a play in search and destroy. Mm -hmm. I haven't really played much of it, but like, I know like if everybody's sitting still, I start clopping through middle map. Like everybody's gonna know where I am. Yeah. So someone has their headset cranked. Yeah. Don't like that. The other thing I said, time to kill. Not a fan. Um, I don't understand why it's so low. And I know people have, I've seen the argument that like COD Force kill time to kill like World at Wars were similar, completely different because um, back then the hit reg was so much worse. So mm-hmm. like your time to kill like didn't uh, it didn't feel as fast back then because like the hit reg was so much worse. So like you didn't kill as fast. Yeah, like you, in this you, game, the aim assist and hit reg are so good. Like you're insta killing people. Yeah, you look at them, shoot one bullet, they're dead. Yeah, so TTK is a complaint for me. I feel like it should be turned up. I wish in the CDL they talk about it every year, but I wish they would just turn the health up to like 150. Yeah, I know. I know that like weren't, weren't people they testing that last year for Vanguard? Yeah, they were testing it, but the Supposedly. issue was nades. Oh yeah, because you like basically couldn't kill anybody with a nade. So I I wish there was like a way for them to like deep dive into the statistics of like the background, and this would be like some real nerd stuff that we're getting into. But like, I wish there was a way for them to like deep dive into the back and like also raise up the damage so like they could scale the nades to do as much damage as they normally would but then like the guns are like the same amount of like damage input so like it feels like the guns are on 150 but the nades somehow stay on 100 i feel like honestly for a billion dollar studio like activision that won't be that hard to scale yeah i feel like it should be like that just like tune up the damage on the grenades so that they basically like even out to being what they would be on like normal yeah. normal health normal damage and then just like make the guns um shoot bodies at 150 health or whatever yeah i, I wish they would do that they definitely won't because they don't want to be playing a completely different game than you're playing in pubs yeah. um and then my last one is one i literally can't believe you didn't have on the list because i think it's your number one complaint about the game and that's the movement speed yeah, it's, um, yeah i just you totally can't slide cancel you can't money hop <sighs> like, i'm not I'm so sad yeah I, i'm not like completely opposed to no slide cancel like no fast movement but i feel like they just like took us from like vanguard where like bunny hopping was crazy and prevalent and slide canceling was maybe the most crazy we've ever seen and then they said no slide cancel no fast slide uh no bunny hop you're just basically running around that's about all you can do i'm not a fan it's too much of a change i don't hate like slower movement but i feel like i don't know I, i feel like we need like somewhat of a bunny hop or something like it, it just plays yeah. so slow after being so fast for a while now it, it just plays too slow to me yeah especially the Not time to kill fan. like just can't do can't like i don't even know how like for me i'm struggling because i'm just outgunning i'm trying to run away can't do that really you can't have like a finesse play at yeah. all yeah i agree you really can't but all right what they wanted i guess good things let me Ooh, hear good things I like the, it's easy to get gold camo in the game. Really easy. So if you want to grind for the, what do we call it? Camo? Oh, the top one's called, like platinum the, is like the new diamond. And then there's, oh, what is it? I know one of them's Orion. It might be that Polyatomic? One. Well, yeah, one of those two. So Polyatomic if you want to grind for Orion. that, it'll be kind of easy. Or than, or than last cards. Yeah. Um, good things. I feel like Search will play pretty good once they figure it out. If they add like Ninja, maybe it'll be a lot better. But I feel like a Search mm-hmm. will be a, will be pretty good this year, from what I've seen so far from the pros. Yeah, 
And then I I like the firing range option. When you go in your classes, you can click the, whatever the button it is. He can fire some shots, like World War Two. Yeah, bit. I like that. Definitely the firing range and that like whole like it kind of was botched a little bit, but like the whole firing range and like that whole like menu in World War Two, I always thought was pretty cool at the time. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily done the best, but I I thought it was a cool idea. Like the whole one v one pit, um, that, that and like was, the firing range fun. and all that. I thought that was pretty cool in World War Two. Like a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was pretty cool. It was, it was something to do if you didn't really want to play a pup game at the moment. And yeah, and I like I appreciate them like changing things up. I'm not, if I'm never going to complain about them changing random like menu things up like that to add stuff into the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless it's something egregious like they tend to do lately. Uh, <laughs> my yeah. three things that I had for good. I also had the camel grind. I think it seems a bit easier from what I've played so far. I know people are complaining. Apparently launchers are really hard to do because oh, they really? like don't level up. But like overall, the camel grind seems a lot easier. Like I've gotten a few guns gold like pretty effortlessly. And I'm a pretty big camel grinder normally. Like, I mean, I got... The first like Dark Matter and BO3, I got that. I got BO4 Dark Matter and Cold War Dark Matter. I got all three of them. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a, a yeah, I've always been a pretty big camel grinder like that. So I, I do appreciate that. Maybe they made it slightly easier. Um, so that's kind of cool. I also said the game I think is pretty visually appealing. There are definitely some like visual things that I don't like. Like I don't like the no nameplates, but I feel like overall the maps and everything, um, from like kind of like the dreary dark maps that we saw on a lot of Vanguard, I feel like there are some more colorful maps and like the game itself is pretty visually appealing. Like I don't like hate looking at any of the maps. Like I hated looking at desert siege. Yeah, that, that is actually true. Yeah. Pretty good visual. Yeah. And the last one I said, I feel like the gunplay and like just the way the guns feel when you shoot, I, I don't mind. I feel like the gunplay feels pretty fun. Like I think maybe sometimes people confuse like gunplay and time to kill. Like, I think we both agree that we hate the time to kill in the game, but I feel like if the time to kill was higher, these guns would be really fun to shoot. Like, I feel like the gunplay is fun. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, I like the, I like the scar gun. Yeah, like even, they even feel fun some, to shoot. Yeah, even though it's shoot, sometimes I kill people in two bullets. Sometimes it takes a whole clip. It feels like. Yeah, but I would say like overall, if the time to kill was a little higher, I feel like everybody would be saying that they love the gunplay because I do think it feels pretty fun and rewarding to shoot the guns and everything. Yeah, definitely. All right. Three things, good and bad. Next, we'll talk some GA, some weird stuff going on with the game. First thing, the cast of 74U, which I want to say it's a sub every time, but because 74U to me, it's just always been a sub, but it mm-hmm. is technically listed as an AR in the game. Um, cast off 74U has been GA'd. Smokes are also GA'd in respawn as well as flashes. Um, I know everybody says the 74U is OP. I haven't really used it, so I can't speak on it too much, but obviously if everybody's banning it, it probably is. Um, yeah. And then smokes and respawn has kind of always been a thing. I'm not shocked by that. And I think they have it limited to one smoke and SD, which also makes sense. Yep. And flashes are GA'd. Normally I'd be like, eh, but I'm 100% okay with that. And it only being concussions or stuns because the flashes, flashes are, are, yeah, they're OP. They're egregious. You get flashed so bright and so long. Like, yeah, it like hits you harder. It lasts way too long. You can't do nothing about it. Let's a trophy. Just waiting for your death, basically. And they also don't want to have so many trophies. So I believe trophies are limited to one person can have them on as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Cause you have four and a four yeah. a team. No one's getting in a, breaking a hill with a nade. Yeah, so that's also I believe in the GA. So like it, it makes sense to me though. The no flashes and only one smoke. I don't yeah. mind that. Um. 
another odd and potentially like I, I feel like people kind of glossed over this when it was said like this is a major concern this next thing to me um apparently pros can't play the crown raceway map due to copyright and they may not be able to play the hotel map because it's also based on a real life location and the museum map that we played in the beta is literally just ripped out of the game. It's gone. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore because apparently that also was a real life location. It might have been a copyright. So like we already only had 11 maps that were supposed to be in the game. Museum was taken out to make it 10. Uh, Crown Raceway apparently can't be played as of now to make it nine and Hotel might not be able to play either, making it eight. And of those eight maps, I know for sure at least a few of them probably aren't playable and competitive. So like this is getting a little scary. Yeah, those two, the Raceway and Hotel are competitive maps i've seen can't play that those might be two of the best competitive maps we have that could probably be used in all three modes yeah yeah it's so scary that's a concern yeah scary stuff there um, I need, might need to add some more maps soon now that's 100 percent true now the last three things we have well the next two at least very positive things we can add some more positive notes mm-hmm Franchise teams apparently are going to have creative freedom to design their own weapon blueprints and jerseys for the season. I don't. So the weapon blueprints seems pretty obvious to me, like the the camos. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, which is a huge W. I've been begging for that forever. We just talked about it in the last podcast or like a last few podcasts ago when yep. they showed like those uh, potential designs for the CDL camos, and we both just begged them to let them design, let the teams design them themselves. So. We begged for it. We got to give them praise that they did it. So very happy with that. Um, yep. Jerseys, I'm not sure. Do you think they mean like those in-game jerseys or actual like jerseys for the year? I'm assuming they mean the jerseys for the, in- the in-game jerseys. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. I hope it's both, but... Yeah. Well, the, the orgs will definitely make some dope-ass jerseys in-game. Yeah. This is a huge W, though. Blueprints. Yes, it is. Because... I feel like they're pretty boring when they're all the same standard jersey and you just switch the color and the logo. Yeah. But now, like, we know Optic's going to come up with something fire. FaZe is going to come up with something fire. You know 100T is going to come up with something fire. And, like, I'm interested to see because I also feel like there are orgs with a lot of good staff members that have been built up, like Rocker and LAG. Ultra. uh, And and Ultra, yeah. Um, Even, like, Seattle and New York, too. Like, pretty much every org out there besides Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i feel enough. like they have a lot of staff even florida their social media team is usually great and always trolling mm-hmm. so like yep. i feel like they're gonna come up with some fire jerseys and weapon blueprints that'll make it like a little more unique where now people might have just been buying whatever their favorite team was and now like you might think that like maybe minnesota comes up with an absolutely sick camo and like blueprint and you're like wait i want to use that like I- i'm excited for this this is one of the biggest w's yeah. i've seen for the offseason. It, 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 big w just like that's what i miss so much from like black ops 3 like the the crazy camos that you could get out of the loot boxes like just let me have some oh, cool camos i hate yeah. these stupid weapon blueprints yeah that, let me yep. see some good camos i, I do like that uh what we call it reactive camos yeah. and stuff you could spin for them black ops 3 yeah that was so fun <laughs> it was all right cdl mosh pit playlist you hear about this thing um uh yeah Apparently going to have like a 4v4 type with the ranked mode. So I'm assuming on the 16th, it'll be at least search and hardpoint. I don't know if control will be in the game yet at that point or not. It isn't yet. I don't think maybe it is. Um, uh, I don't honestly don't know. I haven't looked. <laughs> I know it's not in pubs, but it might be in private match. Uh, uh, I think there's a mode for that. Okay. Because I know it's not a public mode that you can search for right now. 
but uh cdl moss pit playlist will be coming out on the 16th with season one that'll include 4v4 playlists with the modes and uh, maybe all maps so they can just test them out and then yeah. a full ranked play with like rank up system made by treyarch again is to follow in 2023 so honestly pretty cool that we're at least getting like a mosh pit playlist you can like just like hop on and like play 4v4 to feel out how mm-hmm. the maps are because one thing that'll help is like you and I with our friends like to play GBs early on in the year. And sometimes we just jump in and it's just like, it's a tough start right away. Cause we play people that have been playing so long, like this way yeah. we can hop into a monster playlist and actually like learn the maps instead of just jumping into GBs. Like, I, I think it's a cool idea. Although ranked till 2023 scares me. Cause like they make it sound like it'd be like January, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's like not March or April. And all of a sudden we're not playing ranked until the season only has two months left in it. Cause like the season ends in June this year. So if we're waiting till 2021, mm-hmm. that means we're like, Already down to only five months left in the in the CDL season when ranked comes out at a minimum. Yeah, I hope it's at a max. I hope they got it early, early January. Yeah, I, I I hope so as well. It's pretty wild to think that it could be a few months into the year. It better be like right away in January. Yeah. Also, the CDL mosh pit place. Hopefully, it's like the actual right uh, rules of sets and stuff. Instead of like yeah the the made up ones that they sometimes make. Well, yeah, and like the MW version that they had of like their ranked play was literally just a five v five playlist, and like yeah. nothing was banned. It was so stupid. Yeah, hopefully they banned the right stuff. Like I don't want to play against a guy with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then the last actual like roster news. I mean, London's roster was announced, but I didn't even put that down here because we kind of knew what it was. Yeah, we, like, really, we knew that one. <laughs> yeah, it just took forever to announce it. Uh, but then JP. JP Krez announced as Optic Texas analyst. Um, that's a huge W. Uh, Optic has needed an analyst or people to help out their coaching staff for ages mm-hmm. and have really never done it. And JP is basically known as like the original analyst in COD. And everybody always says he's one of the best in the biz. And I always like um, seeing analysts hired because you know me and you know that like basically I've been working in stats and stuff in COD for so long and I want to be an analyst for a team. So I like always seen analysts get hired and take yeah. W. so somebody out there listening hire me as an analyst i'll try facts. to do jp's job <laughs> big facts i approve <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to get an analyst job at some point but jp huge w obviously he's basically known as the best in the biz when it comes to analysts and i think it's something optic could really use because i feel yep. like they've been putting themselves at a disadvantage with all these other teams having analysts and all this help and they just basically have a single coach yeah definitely gonna help optic and rambo this year and JP seems like he really like people like everybody who works with him, even all like sometimes I feel like in esports, especially and even in sports, I guess in general, it's hard to get coaches like to earn the respect of players. It seems like mm-hmm. every player that JP's worked with is like he has their respect. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big deal. Yeah. Big W. All right. You ready to get into our second little segment here that we wanted to do? We're about 30 minutes in can wrap this up in maybe under an hour but the one thing we wanted to do talk about our top 10 players of all time list um, oh wanted to update it kyle and i did like a top 15 or top 20 it was last offseason wanted to update our top um our top 10 may not have changed that much because every single person that won a ring this year was a first time yep. ring winner so there was no people already with a ring adding on which may not change things as much but we got some honorable mentions and stuff to list uh, and then our top 10. And the one thing I wanted to state is this top 10 is completely based on like if their career ended 
right now today. Like, yeah, there's no the future so far because like I feel like guys like Simp, Abizi, Selium, like though they all raise up the list if we're like projecting to the future. Yeah. Because like obviously I, I believe Simp's gonna probably win a lot more championships and maybe some more rings. So I think he ends up higher on the list uh, than I currently have, but it's completely based on like if competitive COD ended today, mm-hmm. where they'd be. So that's what I want to preface it with. We wanna just like I have a boatload of honorable mentions that I just wanted to say I was considering putting in the 10th spot, but they didn't make it. You want to go with yours first? Your honorable mentions? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, honorable mentions, let's go down the list. I have Slasher, Big T, Kenny, Attach, Octane, Apathy, and Teep. Or TP. Yeah, so you basically said my list, except I don't think... Did you say Merc? I did not have Merc on there because I, but I could put more. Yeah, I, I my, more. yeah, my honorable mention list of like all people I like considered at like the nine and ten spots towards the bottom: Attach, Merc, TP, Octane, Parasite, Slasher, Apathy, Kenny, Enable, and Brock's favorite player, John. Uh, I don't know John, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the all the people. I mean, I think they all have uh, their case. Obviously, guys like. Attach, TP, Octane, Parasite, Slasher, Kenny, John, all one-time champs winners with a, a good amount of chips to show for it. And then Enable and Merc uh, and Big T as well, three of the winningest players to never have a ring. So they're mm-hmm. obviously all up there as well. All those guys definitely were in consideration for the 10th spot, but did not make the list. And considering the people that you left off are, uh, are all the same as like the people I left off, I think we might have the same top 10. But let's yeah. see, who you got at 10? I don't know if they'll be in the same order, but we might have the same players in the top 10. And I had J-Cap. So did I. But I really wanted to take him off and put Octane on there, but I didn't. Yeah. He has, he has a little bit of ring. Yeah. For me, the people, like, the top contenders, like, I obviously listed a lot, the top contenders, like, I feel like Kenny and Octane are gunning for that. And Slasher as well, because of how much of a chance I think he has to win more chips in a ring this year. Yep. I feel like all three of those are gunning as well as attach. I feel like he still has a chance to gun back into that top 10. Um, but like in terms of like older players, I considered, I really considered TP here as well with his 16 championships in a ring. Yeah, that is a lot. I feel of like he gets underappreciated, but that's a lot. I also considered apathy who only has like, I believe he has seven chips compared to J caps 10 and the same amount of rings. And I do feel like apathy had a higher peak as a player. Yeah, I would, I would agree early on. J cap was like, really really good like black ops one we always hear is the best player in black ops one and all that but like i feel like during the jetpack era and like coming up more and like ghost aw apathy was really good and then you could argue at points he was a top two sub or top mm-hmm. three sub with like john and scump yeah in black ops three and then in iw he finished second again then in world war two he wins another ring like i feel like apathy's peak might have been a little higher than jcap so he was i, I think my my two guys that were competing for the 10 spot mostly were apathy and jcap but i went cap two rings Every single finals in Jetpack's era, he was a finalist. That's just crazy to think about. Yeah, pretty pretty absurd. And he went back-to-back, almost um, had a three-peat if they would have been able to... They were in winner's bracket in his attempt for his third straight ring in IW. They came from winners. Yeah. I was just thinking that if he didn't get dropped from United, even though they dropped him for Simp, he would like take over Pristine's spot maybe in Black Ops 4. Yeah, because that was like basically the argument, I think, was Pristini. Yeah, he would have had three rings. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I don't know if they would have kept. It would have been what yeah. J Cap, Clay, and Arcides. 
Yeah. With Simpson and Beasley, that would have been a lot to keep. But like maybe I know there was like the argument between J Cap and Clay. If they go the other way and drop Clay, how different does the whole like CDL or like COD landscape look if they because it was Clay and J Cap that were arguing they were going to drop one of them. They hated mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. If they drop Clay, but RC's on the main have like J Cap and Pristini on their Maddoxes and have Simpson and Beasley. I still think that team probably is very good and maybe win champs again because of how good Simpson and Beasley were. It's not like J Cap's yeah. bad. Yeah, top ten of all time, like that. Mm-hmm. Things might look way different. J Cap potentially gets his third ring there, and who knows? He, he'd be up there then. I would have to say. Yeah, I am a ten as well, though. I feel like he gets disrespected a lot, but he is definitely one of the all time greats. Mm-hmm. We got a number nine. Uh, I have aches. Okay, I have Arsides at nine. That's I fair. feel. I feel like their players, though aches and Arsides are definitely players that are in that same realm. Both have two rings. Aches obviously many, many, many more championships. Um, yep. Aches has seventeen compared to RCD's nine, and also Aches has zero online. RCD's has three online, for what it's worth. Yeah, and three of those online are like those home series. I'm pretty sure, and stuff like that from like MW and those days. So really, how how big of championships are they? But either way, RCD still has two rings and what three. Champs finals appearances, Cold War, uh, Vanguard, and BO4. Yep. So, yeah, RCDs for me, I have met nine, but has a, definitely a chance to climb up that list further. And you have Aches at nine? Yeah, I have Aches at nine. And then I have RCs at eight. So you can really honestly flip flop them. <laughs> okay, we're not going to hear Aches on my list for a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I don't hate him at nine. To me, honestly, the top five. I don't think there's a debate. I think the top five, you can switch the order around, but I think the top five has to be the specific five players I have. Yeah. And then I have RCDs at nine. Um, Aix doesn't hit my eight yet, though. You had RCDs at eight, you said? Uh, yes. I have a BZ at eight. So I think some people don't really like the BZ at eight debate. Some people don't think BZ and Sim should be top 10 yet. I think that's crazy. Uh, BZ mm-hmm. has been in four straight champs finals now. Yep. And yeah. won two of them. Um, I, I have him at eight because he has two rings and he's disgusting. He has what? Look at the list here. He has eight championships already, which like a few more. Um, two championships this year would put him into the... Actually, one would tie him for 10th, but two would put him square into the top 10. Yeah. In championships and would tie mm-hmm. him with J-Cap. So it's pretty insane he has two rings and he's been known as one of the best players in the world basically for four straight years that's a pretty insane peak yeah four straight's just crazy too yeah so hard to do we have we like glossed over it like it's nothing like yeah he made four straight finals of champs it, like, it's like yeah it's like that with lebron when he played yeah the, like eight straight yeah yeah oh you got at eight at eight oh i had rc's uh seven oh that's right seven yeah seven i have a bz <laughs> Okay, I have Simp at seven. Um, yeah. I feel like you have anything else to say on a BZ? No, just, you know, he could go up the list if they win another one. Not sure. sure. I mean, I think you probably agree with this. Simp and a BZ are definitely the two top candidates to be risers on this list. Yeah. Because I think Simp and a BZ are in a better position to win more chips in the immediate future than RCDs, even though you're an LAG stand this year. I think we got to say Simp and a BZ have probably the better chance to add more chips to the resume than RCDs this year. Debatable, but yeah, for now, for now, I, I gotta see how they play. 
Yeah, I mean, new team and everything. We got to see how they play. How high up do you have? Because you have a BZ7. I have Simp7. Simp also kind of goes without explaining. He has two rings. Um, four straight chips to the champs final. The difference with him and Abizi, though, is I'm pretty sure Abizi played World War II champs, and he obviously didn't make the finals in that. Difference yeah. for Simp is he has never failed to make a final at a champs in his career. That's because his first game is Black Ops 4 and then the three CDL games, and he's made the finals in every single one. Yeah. That goes without saying the dude has never finished lower than second at champs and has two rings, and I fully expect him to get more than mm-hmm. two rings in his career. Yeah. I fully expect that he'll have at least three. I, I think. I don't think this is a, like a crazy prediction because a lot of people do believe this. I believe that Simp will retire with the most rings of all time or tied for the most. I think he will get to four. Yeah, he definitely can. I, I just just think of when I watched him in Black Ops 4. When, when Maybe he the best just, player I've ever seen. He just changed the EU United team so much and they're unstoppable after after that. He was he was disgusting. Yeah. 4 Simp, I always say that. Maybe the best player I've ever seen. He's that, up there for sure. That's up there with Formula and IW. And like BO2 scump those days. Yeah. yeah. AW scump. Yep. You got simp at six. I got simp at six. Okay. I have aches at six. I wanted. But he's flip flopped a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. The reason I wanted to. So then I'm assuming we have the same top four because I think everybody's. Or top five in maybe just a different I've... order because everybody's top five is basically the Optic Dynasty and Clayster. I think it's pretty much yeah. everybody's top five. But I have aches at six. The only reason I keep Aix at six over the Tiny Terrors for now is because Aix does have 17 championships with zero of them being online. Mm -hmm. And the Tiny Terrors have eight with three of them being online. They both have two rings. Um, I definitely see the argument, obviously, for the Tiny Terrors to be ahead. I I think they will be ahead of Aix by the end of their career. But I do think Aix sometimes gets slandered because of how much people tend to not like him. But the dude has 17 championships and, and two rings like it's pretty hard to deny him. And I don't know why the site lists him at 17, because I know he always says that like champs was his 20th win. So I, I think this like the cod wiki site might be a little off, but we'll see. Yeah, possibly the optic killer, the original. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes without saying that he's definitely in the top 10. If you don't have him in your top 10, you're crazy or you're hating. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to just run through our top fives and like say what our order is? Uh, Yes. Okay. Who you got? What's your order? Who's your five, four, three, two, one? I have formal at five. Okay. Number four, I have karma. Number three is clay. Two scump and one crim six. We have only one swap to make. I also have formal at five. Like, okay, okay. I was going to say, is it formal and clay switch? No, I have formal at five. I just think that the... I think Formal's peak was higher than Clay's, but I think it's tough to deny that the two more rings that Clay has is tough to deny. Yeah. Um, if, so if I have count, Formal at five. If you count Halo. Like, yeah, have count Halo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Clay at four and Karma at three, which is where we swapped. Yep. And then I have Skump two, Krim one. It's just hard to deny Krim from the one spot. He has 37 chips compared to Skump's 30 and then the two more rings. So Yeah. But I'm pretty sure anybody's top five should be the Optic Dynasty and Clay should be everybody's yeah. top five. In that in that order. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Got through the news, got through our top ten of all time, updated. Coming up soon. Potentially a special guest gonna be on the podcast soon. We'll save that. Won't say anything else about it, but potentially in the next few weeks before the game comes out. A special guest could be on, and then we're going to do mm-hmm. for sure the tier list of players heading into the game. But I got nothing else. If you're ready to wrap up, it's one more month exactly yeah. till the season starts. Yeah. 
One more month. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully it goes by quick. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Drop a follow. Drop a five-star review if you're on the audio platforms. Um, we appreciate the crazy support you guys showed in the last one. That was nuts. We love to mm-hmm. see it. Hopefully, we keep that going into the season and continue to hit our sub and our like and our comment and our just interaction goals. Thank you guys so much for all the support. And we, we, we will see you in the next one next week. Thanks for watching, everyone.